0: you're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Mish Israel 5783-2023 this week's partial is parasha Shmini, and in our partial we have the 8th day L'malamunatev above the natural, the supernatural, and how do we get into the supernatural Supernatural. it's through the Mishkan, the tabernacle, 7 days Moshe Rabbeinu is putting up the Mishkan, bringing it down, putting it up bringing it down, he's involved in the Havaydah. He's involved in bringing the carbonus On the eighth day, Aaron and his sons, finally, the Mishkan goes up properly. It's up once and for all. Aaron and his sons come in and they do the avodah, And it's a happy day, it's a joyous day. Shemaim v'aretz. The temple is built. The place where the Jewish people will connect to God. Here it is. The moment we've all been waiting for. And yet at the same time, there was a terrible tragedy which occurred as the two sons of Aaron, Nadav and Aviu, exactly what they did, it's not clear, but the passage says, the verse is in Vayikra chapter 6, verse 2, fire came out from heaven, and it consumed them. And terrible tragedy, Vayidom Aaron, the tells us that Aaron was silent in the face of the tragedy of the loss of his two sons in the Ka'idin Shachadosh and the Holy of Holies. What greater tragedy could there be? And yet immediately afterwards the Torah commands Aaron HaKoyin and says Yayin do not drink wine do not drink any intoxicating beverage it's forbidden for a Kohen to drink any intoxicating beverage before performing his service in the Mishkan in the tabernacle and although it's not clear exactly why they died there's many explanations the Medrash tells us like this Hashem yodim mesu. says the Medjush, we don't know why they died from the fact that immediately afterwards, Aaron is commanded, do not drink any wine. We can deduce that the reason that they died was because they had come in intoxicated into the Mishkan, into the holy space. You can't come into the holy space of Hashem with intoxication So Aaron gives him a very special Hashem gives Aaron a very special command a unique command a dedicated command specifically to him not to drink wine Now I'd like to share with you a medrash it's a beautiful medrash and it speaks at length about the concept of the negative effects of wine and I'd like to understand what the medrash is trying to teach us, because obviously there's there's a there's a request from the medrash, so to speak, or a, a teaching to steer clear of addiction, to steer clear of intoxicating substances. But what is the message for us? What is the the message for the average person? Of course, we all have our addictions. We all have things that can take over our lives. But let's see what the medrash says. And I'd like to bring out a very deep and powerful idea, and something that we can all relate to. Hadadu Dixiv, altera yain ki adam. Pesachim Mishlei says, in in uh, Proverbs chapter twenty three verse thirty, don't 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 look at wine when it gets red. What does it mean? Don't look at wine when it gets red. Ma'u adam So the Torah commands us that there are certain times when it's permitted to have relations with one's spouse. There are certain times when it's forbidden, when a woman is bleeding, different types of blood. A person who allows himself to become addicted to wine, to become intoxicated. So, wine has the ability to cause a person to desire something which is forbidden to him, to lose sense of boundaries. That's the power of Wine wine causes a person to lose their boundaries nikhnasia yayin side Hazal tell us when when the wine goes in so the secrets come out we lose our sense of boundaries enoi <inaudible> he will put his eyes upon the cup right the cup of wine so it's teaching us that a person has to watch out for that so a person might might have his wife tell him that she saw something that causes her to be forbidden she had she had some kind of blood some kind of emission and because of his intoxication he doesn't separate himself he says, if this person i was speaking about Who is becoming addicted to wine is somebody who is a Talmud Chacham, he's a Torah scholar what happens when a person (coughs) excuse me, what happens when a person is addicted to something, what happens is the person permits himself to do certain things that he knows are wrong but then it becomes a Shita the Altar Novartic speaks about this idea that a person needs to be careful that if I do something wrong it shouldn't become my new Shita this is how we do things now he can all, not only will it have a negative impact on himself, it will have a negative impact on those that he's teaching. If he's a Torah scholar, those that he's, people come to him for a psak Halacha, they're asking him what the is, he's going to change the psak for them as well. He's going to be mitzami the Torah, he's going to say something which is pure is impure, and he's going to say that which is impure is pure. Okay. More warnings. Devar Acher, al Vade masmikle, said the Medrash, the 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 pasuk, the verse in Proverbs refers to the wine as something which is red. So, what does it mean? It's it's red. It's going to cause him. It's going to cause him to become red. It's going to embarrass him, right? A person, when a person is embarrassed, his face turns red. Why? <laughs> says the Majush, the the word kais in this pasik, and this verse is the word kais, which means a cup. Which also, the way that the, the, the pasik writes it is kis, with a yud, instead of with a vav, which is kais. Why is it right this way, says the Madrish? Because he is interested in drinking. And the, the bartender is interested in the money in his pocket. So, yisalech mi misham seifduhu avid Base mishra. He's going to end up spending all of his money. And this is what happens in intense addictions. The person is so desperate for the thing that he's addicted to, he loses all sense of proportion, he loses all ability to prevent himself from going on this path. And he'll spend all of his money, he'll clear out his home. <laughs> The guy will say, "Look, why do I need such a fancy dish? Why do I need a bronze dish? I can use a, a earthenware dish. It's much cheaper. Does the same job." And then he sells his more expensive dish, where, and he clears out his home in order to buy to have the money to to spend on his addiction. Rabbi Yischak Bar Baradifa said in the name of Rabbi Ami that in the end he's going to sell everything in his home. His home will be cleared out in order to drink wine. Now the Medrash tells us a very interesting story, a funny story, and a story which has a difficult message. Like, what is the Medrash exactly come, coming to teach us? And let's focus in on this story because I think that this story holds a very powerful lesson for each and every one of us, besides the obvious lesson that the destruction that can come upon a person when he is addicted to a substance. But... On a deeper level, there's something else here. I believe Let's see this together Ya tells us there was a story with a particular individual He was selling all of his all of his household items and he was using it to buy wine. The son said of their father, "Look, he's spending all the money. He's not going to leave us anything for our inheritance. He's just going to clear out everything." and he's just wasting it on on drinking wine so they had a plan as often do the people who surround the addict they gave him wine they got him drunk they took him out and they put him in a cemetery they hoped that he would wake up in the cemetery and that he would have a rude awakening oh my god where am I going maybe he would stop Okay, that's not how it works with addiction, but that's what they thought. Avar and shafi misra beis olam. But listen, to what happened? Okay, so here, there, there's the guy. He fell asleep. They, 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 they put him there and they left him in the cemetery. And at that very moment, passing by was a group of wine salesmen. They had on their wagons. They had on the wagons a whole, a whole bunch of barrels of wine. Shman and Garda Medinta. heard a great noise coming from the city nearby sounded like there was some kind of battles going on cries screams gunshots (inaudible) they stopped there they figured a safe place to put their barrels of wine is in a cemetery they put it down inside of the cemetery not noticing that this guy the, the original protagonist of our story was in the cemetery, they went to go see what was going on. what was what was the action <inaudible> the guy wakes up from his sleep. <inaudible> he sees right in front of his nose there's a there's a spout from the barrel right in front of his face. <inaudible> right above his head <inaudible> he took the spout and he put it in his mouth. So he started drinking he was like wow amazing perfect exactly what i need is right here. After 3 days passed. They thought they felt bad that they had left their father for 3 days in the cemetery they didn't know what happened to him. Maybe we should check on him. They, they went to the to the cemetery and they found that the spout was in his mouth. What a sad story. What a sad story. They said, look, Hashem obviously took care of you. You needed wine. Hashem gave you wine. Since even when we tried to remove you from it, Hashem gave it to you. Hashem gave you the wine. We don't know what to do for you. We we can't help you. We can't save you from your addiction. So, henceforth, the sons, they made a takana for themselves that they would provide, each one had a different day, that they would provide wine for their father. That's the story. So you see a few interesting things here. The main thing that you see here is, of course, the the utter destruction of the person who is addicted to wine. The destruction that it causes. Losing all of his money, wasting it all on emptiness. Being so pathetic. (laughs) So sad. Stuck in a cemetery and then he's just... But the other thing that you see here that the story is clearly telling us is that (laughs) The way that a person wants to go he is brought. The way that a person wants to go, he is brought. This person wanted wine, he needed wine, he was addicted to wine. And the sons, so clearly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent him the wine. Hashem sent him the wine. And they couldn't fight it. But that's the power of, a, of an addiction. It's the power of, better, the ratson of a person, the true wanting of a person. Person can want something so badly it just arrives. There's a story which we learned together in the Bittachim podcast. The Alter of Novartic brings the story of Rava. Rava was a great Amora, great sage in the times of the Gemara. And he had a poor man visiting him, and he said to the poor man, "What is it that you like to eat? What do you dine upon?" And he said, "I eat fattened chickens and old wine." And Rubba says, you know, you're a poor man. The money that you use to buy these things is from the Tsibur. It's from tzedakah, it's from charity. Don't you feel like you're putting, placing an undue burden on, on your brethren who are paying for your lavish lifestyle, fancy foods, fancy drinks? Just then there was a knock on the door, on Rubba's door. And Rubba's sister was there at the door who he hadn't seen in 13 years. And what did she have in her hands as a gift for her brother Rava? She had a fattened chicken and old wine. Exactly what the man had just said a moment ago, that that's what he wants to eat. When Rava saw what happened, he gave it to the man. He said, it's obviously yours. I'm sorry. I take back what I said. I apologize for having hurt your feelings. And... The Alter of teaches us with this story, and I think we see that as well in this, in, in the story that we just read about the wine, that a person's ratzon, a person's will, a person's bitachon, the strength of a person's desire, can can produce results which we would say are not really so good for him. And yet, as we said, the way that a person wants to go, Hakadosh Baruch Hu guides him. Hashem takes him. Hashem helps a person accomplish or receive that which she desires we need to be careful about what our desires are we need to be careful about what is it that we want and to bring this home I'd like to read to you the the Hemshech the continuation of the Medrash Medrash says like this again giving us the powerful impact of wine the power of wine in a negative sense but also comparing it to another powerful Incredible power. Says the pasuk in Mishlei, chapter 23, verse 34. And you will be like someone who is sleeping in the heart of the sea. Someone who's sleeping. Now the word Reish Chibel, Pashas means the, the Rav ha-chovel. We'll see in a moment. The guy who leads a ship. Someone who is the captain of a ship. He's called the, the Rav HaChovel. So, someone who's on a ship is being tossed around in the, in the stormy seas. That's how it is for a person who's addicted to wine. Like a ship, which is being thrown around in the seas. That's how this person is up and down and up and down. A person who's addicted to wine. What does it mean? So, it can mean, and the word chibel, Excuse me. It has something to do with the concept of a chevel, which means a rope. Said the Major, It's like somebody. It's like a a rooster who is attached to a to a rope, and the rope is not attached anymore to the post that was trying to hold down the rooster. And rooster is running around, and the and the rope is running around with it. Azovasi, azovasi. The rope is flipping this way and that way. So too the person who is addicted to wine, he's pulled around by his addiction. Or like a, the captain of a ship who's trying to control the ship, he's trying to get control, but he can't. The, the ship is being tossed around in the stormy sea. That's the power of an addiction. Plus he says, he, he'll be struck he can be hit and he won't even, he won't even notice. He'll be embarrassed. People will embarrass him and he won't even, he won't even realize. He doesn't have a sense of embarrassment. He's lost all boundaries. He'll drink five dollars worth of wine and they'll tell him that he owes the, the bartender ten dollars. He'll be tricked. And if you say that maybe he'll wake up from his his slumber, he'll wake up from his drunken stupor and he'll realize the the mess that he made, that's not the case. The person who is addicted never wakes up. Says the Pesach, and here's where we come to the point and how it applies to us, I believe. To whom... Is the sadness to who is the woe, to whom are all of these negative situations? To whom do they come, lemi siach? So in the Pashas of the pasuk, I would say it means who had the word siach means speech. When a person is drunk, they just ramble. They ramble. If you've seen people on Purim, Hashem, the rambling often is about how we love Hashem and love. Our fellow Jews, and it's rambling about Tyra. The truth of the Jew comes out. It says Rav Huna. Who is it that ends up in an addiction of this type, says Rav Huna? It's someone who's not Lemisiach. If you don't have the proper speech, if you don't have the proper thing to talk about, then that person can be lost in the addiction of wine. And so, on the on the push-up shot, on the simple level, so what it's saying is that a person who is focused on spiritual matters, a person who is involved in tire learning, so they're not going to be drawn after or as easily drawn after the addictions of this world the things that pull a person in. But of course we all know that that's, that's uh, not necessarily true. A person can be a Talmud Chacham and they can be drawn into addiction. There's no question. But I would say, based on what Rav Huna is saying, that the Medjish is teaching us another aspect, another deeper idea. And that is, that it's possible for a person, just like it's possible for a person to be drawn in to addiction, to be drawn in that that the wine takes over his life, takes over his money, takes over everything. He's giving everything up for the wine. That's on the side of, T- of Tuma, on the side of Tahara, on the side of Kedush, on the side of holiness. There's always an opposite and a greater parallel. What is the parallel on the side of Kedush? of Huna is telling us that it's possible for a person to be addicted, as it were, to Taira to be f- to be drawn after Tyra, just like you have a person who loves drinking, he's so addicted to drinking he's in a cemetery, and the drink comes to him. let's take that and turn it around and talk about tyra. me see if you have tyra, then if you have an addiction to Tyra as it were, if a person Loves the Torah so much, feels the benefit of Torah. Every time you hear a word of Torah, it's just like I want more. I need more. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. It's so inspiring. The fix that a person gets when they drink wine, the feeling. It's very interesting because there's a lack of boundaries, right? There's a sense of love when a person drinks, right? There's a sense of wow. Person can be, person can let go. Person can let go of, of the judgment of himself, of others. If, when Tyre is learned properly, when we connect to Akkadish Baruch, when we we connect to God properly, first of all, it gives us better boundaries. It gives us the opposite of what the wine does in a certain sense, and it also gives us what the wine does. The, the Tyre gives us the boundaries and says, this is who you're allowed Right? Like we saw before, the wine takes away the boundaries of when a person is permitted to be with his wife. The tire gives us those boundaries, a healthy boundary. The human being without boundaries is in real trouble. The human being without boundaries is lost in, in a mire of, of licentiousness and destruction, depravity, as, as things are in the Western world today. The tire gives us the opposite. And the Torah also gives us love. The Torah also commands us, you have to l'arecha The Torah gives us a sense of the correct way of being. The Torah commands us at the onset, of the Shulchan Aruch. Don't be afraid to do what's right. Forget about what everyone else thinks. The Torah has the ability to be something through the Siach, through our speech, through Talking. 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 what what WhatsApp groups are we part of what what are we listening to on the way to work what are we watching what are we looking at we could be looking at Debrei Torah we could be listening to music that inspires us in our relationship with Hashem what's our siach, what's our speech what are we talking about at the table on Shabbos what is the topic of our conversation what are we drawn after what are we thinking about the Majush is teaching us that it's possible to be drawn after all kinds of negative and destructive types of speech and and destructive types of behavior. But the majrish is also giving us on the other side that it's possible to be drawn after and to be focused on and to be constantly involved in Torah. And you know, a person says, "Look, I'm not I'm not so smart. I'm not so brilliant. I'm not so good. I'm not so good at at studying Torah. I'm not so good at understanding" But what you see over here is that when a person really wants something, when a person really wants that wine, <laughs> he gets the wine, when a person really wants the Torah, when a person really wants a relationship with Hashem, that relationship is going to find him. But there actually on the right <laughs> Chazal us, the way that a person wants to go, Hashem, Hashem guides him. But it says that a person who wants to do wrong, they let him, they let him go. But a person wants to do right, Messiah say They don't just let him let him do whatever he wants. They help him out. Hakadosh Baruch Hu helps him out. The mussel that the Medrash gives is that when a person is uh, uh, sells foul-smelling objects, foul-smelling uh, liquids for whatever reason, like nafed. Which is, which is a, a type of oil. So the person who sells naif, when, when a customer comes in, he says, go get it yourself. He doesn't want to get more smelly. He already smells bad. But when a person smell, sells perfumes, a customer comes in, the salesman says, come, let me do it with you. Cause uh, this way, you'll touch it. You'll smell good. And I'll also smell good. That's a med- medrash's muscle. You see, we see what happens. It's possible for a person to be helped and guided in a negative sense. And it's also possible for a person to be helped and guided on a deeper level. Baruch Hu wants to help us with whatever we desire. He's going to let us, he's going to let us go in the direction we want to go. Which is the way that we choose? Do we choose the path of destruction and sadness or do we choose the path of Torah? And the way that we choose the path of Torah is by, through the siyach, lami siyach, The talking, what is our speech about? What are we discussing? What are we talking about in our homes? Like I said, what are we talking about at the Shabbos table? What are we talking about with our children? What are the stories that we tell them at bedtime? The things that we talk about, the things that we're constantly talking about, the things that are on our mind, Those. that's where we are, that's where our feelings are, that's where our rutsen is, that's where our desire is. And wherever our desire is, is exactly where Hashem is going to help us get to. Hashem should bless us. I ask you to bless me, Hashem should and I and I bless you. Hashem should help us that we should be able to have the Ratsal, to have the desire for Tyra. The desire, the proper boundaries to to come into the Mishkan, to come into the tabernacle without the lack of boundaries, but with the proper boundaries, with a sense of respect, with a sense of love with a sense of Ratsin of desire, for Torah, for God's Word, for a relationship with Hashem. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.